Welcome to Women Leading the Way Radio Show, where each time you'll hear from successful women CEOs, executives, and professionals, where we'll discover how they do what they do to be successful in business. We'll be interviewing women who have overcome big challenges, women who have incredible stories of lessons learned in dealing with adversity. We'll even interview women who have started and grown successful organizations and women who are C-level executives with unique talents and positions. Our goal is to bring successful businesswomen together to share how they're leading the way in business today. Hey, good afternoon, everyone, and welcome to Women Lead Radio, brought to you by Connected Women of Influence. I'm Michelle Burquist, your host of Women Leading the Way, and do I have an exciting <laughs> and really awesome guest today and leading lady. I'm excited that our topic today is the power of voice in business, and my guest and my leading lady is Vicki Liston, and she is a voice actor and the owner of Smart Mouth VoiceOvers, and she is all that. Like, I can't even tell you the list of awards she has as a voiceover actor. So, Vicki, I just want you to say hello to all of our listeners, and I can't wait for them to know you, but say hello to all of our, of our listening audience. Hello, and thank you so much for having me. I'm excited to have you. It's just, you just, you know, I'm intrigued because you do something so different in business and industry, you know. I mean, you know, CPAs, bankers, they're awesome, but just, you know, not as exciting as the world of voiceover if I can think about it, right? <laughs> yeah, definitely. And I'm excited to talk about our topic today, but for our listeners, just can you share? It's like, I mean, how did you get started as a voiceover artist or, excuse me, voiceover actor? Because I love that. Voice actor, is that the term that you use or voiceover um, actor? What's, what's the difference or meaning? Ah. Yeah, um, voice actor, voiceover. Um, voice actor is more that character, um, even in commercials. Voiceover is more that uh, legalese byline kind of thing that you hear. It's less acting and more statements, but we use them interchangeably. I love it. And just, you know, so our listeners know, just give us kind of a rundown. Like, I mean, what is a voiceover actor? I mean, we see movies that have voiceover, like cartoons, but there's a whole commercial and business and industry aspect, which is what I think you really specialize in. But can you kind of share a little bit about what a voiceover actor does and what you're involved in? Sure. So voiceover is essentially anything that needs a voice. So typically you think of TV commercials, radio commercials, or, you know, animation like the Saturday morning cartoons. But there's a whole a whole wealth of other things as well. You've got e-learning modules, um, corporate narration, telephone systems, you know, it, literally anything that needs a voice needs a voiceover. So there are a ton of genres out there um, that potential voice actors can get into and so many, many jobs. I love that. And, you know, and I'm dying for our listeners to know because it's such a unique trade profession, you know, business. It's like, how did you even get into this? I mean, I'm, I just am dying for our listeners to hear the story of how you got into this. Yeah, so I kind of always knew what voiceover was because my dad's best friend growing up, um, he did voiceover. He was a DJ at a local radio station in St. Louis. So, you know, I always knew what it was, and it was kind of cool, but that was about it. 
And then when I was in my undergrad at the University of Missouri, Kansas City, at the Conservatory of Music, I was studying opera and um, composition and audio engineering. And um, one of the projects that I had to do in the studio involved voiceover. And I thought, wow, this is so cool. I want to learn this. And because I was already a singer, it translated nicely as far as, you know, the thing voice work too. So, you know, that, of course, you stick things in the back of your head and you go on with your life. And probably 2011-ish was when I started thinking, you know what, I've always wanted to do this. If I'm going to learn, I'm going to learn right. And I'm going to go to, like, New York and I'm going to learn this. So in 2012, I had scraped enough money together to go to New York and train with somebody that, you know, was making six, seven figures a year in voiceover and was teaching other people. She was walking the walk that I wanted to walk. Um, So I started there, and then from there I got a private uh, coach, came back home, continued with a private coach for a number of years, and, you know, taken on a few additional coaches as, you know, I went along, but just slowly built the business as I worked full-time and raised a child by myself and then jumped into it full-time only in 2019. Wow. Well, and I'm, you know, I'm really curious because I always ask, especially now coming out of COVID, like how, how much of an impact to your business or to what you do, how, how impactful was that to you as, you know, a small business owner? When COVID hit. Sure. Hugely, hugely. Um, When COVID hit, of course, everything came to a screeching halt. Um, But I was already set up to be completely and totally remote. Um, I had my home studio. I had all of my equipment. um, I had remote recording and directing capabilities. So that way anybody could call me or reach me through any of the technology that there is now and direct me or record me, and I'm in this tiny little town in Nowheresville, New Mexico, being able to voice. Um, But, yeah, everything came to a screeching halt when COVID hit. I was already set up to do the remote work, though. So when things started to roll again, I was already ready. Um, I know there were a lot of voice actors in, like, um, L.A., that normally you don't have your own studio because there's a, you know, you could throw a rock and hit a recording studio in LA. So it's just easier <laughs> to just run down the street and do this or do that. But when everything closed, they were scrambling to set up studios of their own. So those of us that had the studios already were ready to take work on. So um, when things started rolling again, we saw a totally new genre pop up out of this because everybody had to have their COVID messages. You know, we're, we're taking your safety seriously and, you know, everybody's six feet apart and, you know, all of those things that we heard, you know, I can't, I, hopefully I never have to say again during these uncertain times. You know, that was the, <laughs> the phrase that we heard a thousand times. So, um, you know, all of these messages just ensuring and, you know, letting everybody know that we are following safety protocol, we care about you, we want to see you back. And just letting people know that, you know, businesses were still in business. So this whole genre was created. And then now we've kind of come out a little bit more. And even though trends have changed as far as the voicing goes, you know, it's still more than ever, you know, we're 
for working remotely and voicing. And voicing. I love that. But my favorite part is I think somebody should come up with a book of all the phrases we never want to hear again coming out of COVID. I'm sure there's one somewhere, but it's just hilarious. Like for me, I don't ever want to hear the word pivot ever again. I'm like, yeah, just never. I've pivoted enough for an entire lifetime. But that's so cute. And, you know, I mean, I, you know, I think this is why I'm fascinated with what you do is that, it's not like it's just always your voice and the same voice. Like how did you learn to kind of like maybe kind of like self, I don't know what the right word is. Like how do you change your voice to fit the type of environment or the project you're working on? Do you do, you do that? I mean, is it that strategic for you or do you? I'm really curious. And what do you call it? Like I call it changing your voice. But you have, I'm sure, a lot of ways that you do that, right? Yeah, yeah, it's it's a character toolbox that you have, you know, inside of you. I love it. Um, every job has some kind of a spec that comes with it. Um, sometimes they're easier to interpret than others. Um, casting directors seem to have really, really good grasp on here's what we're looking for. We need something conversational. We need young mom. We need you to sound about this age. You're a little frazzled. You're, you know, things like that. So they're really painting that picture with those descriptive words. And you're bringing that emotional aspect of that person into the script. So, you know, that that is what brings the script to life. So whether they're asking for something conversational, something a little more corporate or business, you know, like with the corporate narration or the e-learning. Um, yeah, I consider it my, my character toolbox. And so I'm pulling out of the toolbox what best fits this particular script. I love that. Wow. And I knew you'd have a term for it. To me, it's like, I mean, I'm not in your industry <laughs> at all, but I know it is, it's fascinating how different and how right or how wrong vo- the voice could sound on commercials or mm-hmm. encapsulating the theme and the overall, I don't know what you call it, like the overall emotional appeal of a commercial or something like that. And we're going to take a quick break and say thank you to one of our sponsors. And when I come back, you know, the first thing I'm going to ask you is like, you know, how powerful is voice to business? Because I I think it's huge in building your brand and you know, power of voice, whether it's the, uh, you know, the spokesperson's voice as the company owner or you stepping in to represent the brand of a company. So hang on, and we're going to say thank you. Women Lead Radio is brought to you today by Connected Women of Influence and our partner, Microsoft. The Microsoft mission is to empower every person and organization on the planet to achieve more. Microsoft believes technology is a powerful force for good, and they're working to foster a sustainable future where everyone has access to the benefits and opportunities created by technology. Microsoft believes technology can and should be a powerful force for good and that meaningful innovation can and will contribute to a brighter world in big and small ways. So thank you for your support, Microsoft, and to all of our sponsors and our partners. Okay, Vicki, I'm back to you, and I'm really excited to hear your thoughts on kind of our discussion theme today overall, but the power of voice in quotes, in business. I mean, how powerful, from your opinion and why, you know, is voice important to business? Absolutely. Um, I consider it to be absolutely critical. Um, The voice that you choose to represent your business has to have a cohesion with the branding that you've already established. So if you think of, you know, Pampers, for example, 
any commercial that you see with Pampers is going to be that young mom, something warm, something loving, tender, caring, you know, close and soft, maybe a little, you know, sleep deprived, but still wouldn't change, you know, change this moment for anything kind of a thing. And you've got to get all of that <laughs> through your voice in order to do right by the branding. And when you don't have that voice, and when that voice is not going to connect with your target market, with which is a whole slew of other young parents who are a little sleep-deprived and loving and tender. So that voice and that connection that you're creating with your target market is absolutely critical. So if the voice falls short, you're not making that connection, and you're, you don't have authenticity in the advertising that you're doing for your customers. Wow, that's pretty cool. I mean, it is. I think even, you know, just how we come across using our voice, you know, for for good or or not in business, but it's just it's always how we come across, which is why, you know, I'm I'm such a big believer in, you know, when you've got something you need to share as facts or figures, texts and emails are great, but if you need to, you know, persuade or anything else, it's like, man, let your voice do that for you and then of course the whole nonverbal thing, which is another whole subject, but you know, for you, like, I know you've been in business a long time. How, you know, what would you share with other business owners? Like, if they have an interest in utilizing, like you did, my gosh, using your talents and not even knowing that voiceover, you know, was a profession kind of thing as a a music and vocalist and singer, like, what would you recommend to any of our listeners and how they could maybe, you know, go find their talent and put that into a profession. Any insight you could share with them based on what you've learned? Sure. Um, really, the key with voice acting is acting. You know, you've, I've heard a thousand people say, oh, I've been told I've got a great voice. I think I want to get into voice, you know, voice work. It's the acting, though. So if you can get acting down, you're halfway there. So acting is absolutely essential. So Take acting classes, take improv classes, find a voiceover coach that is already doing what you're wanting to do and, you know, you're finding them in the commercials and um, they're essentially walking the walk that you're wanting to walk. Um, It's so hard to just watch a couple of YouTube videos. You know, in this age right now, we watch YouTube videos and we know what to do. You know, I just fixed my toilet the other day doing that. And voice acting has got to have feedback from a coach to tell you, ooh, you know, this you hit well, but that you're missing the mark a bit. Let's tweak this a little bit and just really give you the feedback so you can continue to to hone your performance and get it right. Um, and like I said, you, you don't know what you don't know, and having that coach is probably the most critical part of getting the ball rolling in voiceover. I think that's really great. I mean, I love that you shared that. And, you know, I mean, this is what I see, too, with a lot of, quote, creatives and talent, you know, specific individuals, you know, just in, in running a small business. I mean, you're you. You you have such great talent. I've heard, I've seen some of your videos on your website, and I was like, oh, my God, that's your voice? I mean, so different, so so flexible, and, you know, identifying the brand with what your voice sounds like. But I'm really curious because a lot of people, when they get into something they're excited about, they're passionate about, or they love – then comes the part of being a small business owner or, you know, kind of an independent or what I call creatives and entrepreneurs. How do you market yourself? Like what have you learned about going out there and trying to quote sell yourself and, you know, get business because that's a whole other animal for so many women 
led business owners or companies, it's like I'm talented, but how do you then go get the business with it? Like what have you learned or what is some insight you might give some of our listeners in utilizing their talent and how do you market yourself? Sure. So um, I ooh, I started on pay-to-plays, which I know is um, a really contentious thing with voice actors. It's, they're kind of a necessary evil when you're getting started, but they're definitely not something that I like to keep using. Um, it's a low marketplace. There's a lot of people on there that, like, the, the spectrum of talent, you know, you can you, you pay a fee and then you can call yourself a voice actor. So there's a lot of wading through to find those jewels, essentially, on those pay-to-play sites. Um, I worked pretty hard for about a year, and then I started um, reaching out to agents for representation. And after that first year, you know, I had a little bit on my resume. Um, I did not get any hits from agents, so I kept at it for another year and really worked on building my resume. And then that's when I landed my first agent. So I have five Yay. agents now um, that represent me across the country in different areas. So um, I'm able to get voice work through them. But I also do a lot of networking. Um, I, you know, talk with people. I get a, a really good feel of what their business personality is like and whether or not I'm a good fit or I can refer them to another voice actor that's probably a better fit. But, yeah, a lot of networking. Um, I had a, a fun networking story where I had met some, a producer, and um, he had kind of choked when I gave him my rate because he said, oh, I, I contact one of those $20 sites and I get my – my voice done for 20 bucks. And I was like, oh, okay, you know, not to judge, you know, but I said, are you happy with that? You know, and he's like, well, I mean, it works, it works. But um, later I had the opportunity to work for him and did the work. He passed it on to the client and the client said, oh, my goodness, this is phenomenal. She's great. Use her for the next one. And so that, that client, you know, that original producer that, only before had choked when I gave him my rates. Now he will tell people, I have my female voice actor. If you're a male voice actor, yeah, I'll <laughs> listen to your demo, but I already got my female. So it's really interesting how, you know, somebody that uses the $20 sites, again, not judging, but there's a real difference in quality. And, you know, the <laughs> it was able to change his mind. So it's definitely not just about the price. It's about, you know, what you're giving your clients and the value that you're bringing and the effect that then your work has on what they've put out there, whether it's an advertisement or a web video. Oh, that's awesome. I mean, that's, I mean, I love that story. And I, you know, I think what's amazing about you, because I mean, I, as someone who lives in Southern California and comes across, you know, those, I'm going to use air quotes in the business. It's interesting <laughs> that there are some people that are just so real and so authentic and just so, real people. And then there's those that you just like, you want to avoid as talent with the, I need like four green M&Ms in my green room. You know what I mean? Shit like that. Oh, sorry. I used that, <laughs> yeah, that yeah. voiceover, but on the radio show, but it, it is interesting. Just, you just have a wonderful authenticity to you. And that's one of the reasons I'm impressed and you're on our show. So yay. Um, I want to shift gears <laughs> a little bit because I know 
you do great work. I I think we you answered some really great questions. Are just about you know it's not just about um, making money, which I know money is always good. You know it's okay to love it, but I think you have a passion and a purpose, if I understand right, um, for animal rescue organizations. Do you want to share a little bit about how you just also you know do you do good business because you give back and you support others? Because I think that's a real interesting piece for you. Yes. Um, so right after I got started, my first voiceover coach, Monine Daly of Movi Voiceovers, as she was getting to know me, she said, you know, you've got a real passion for voiceover and you also love DIY projects, do-it-yourself, home improvement. I just bought a house and I was ripping up walls and doing this and doing <laughs> that. She said, you know what you should do? is combine the two. Why don't you start making how-to tutorials and, you know, voicing them. So that way you're doing these projects and you, you're practicing your voiceover as well and you're doing something, um, you know, real. And so I thought, great, this would be a, a fantastic way to showcase my voice outside of just a demo. And so started doing that on YouTube, and it started going in this weird direction where I was getting subscribers, and it was monetized, and views were happening, and I was like, oh, my goodness, I can't believe this is happening. This is crazy. <laughs> and But one of the things that I wasn't able to do and I'm very passionate about is rescue animals and rescue animal organizations, no-kill shelters. I just didn't have time to go and volunteer. You know, I was I – was, Still working full time, I was doing voiceover part time, and then I was creating this, these DIY projects, raising a child by myself. I had just finished my master's degree, and you know, like tearing my hair out because there wasn't enough time in the day. And I thought, you know what? This channel's monetized. I'm getting some AdSense dollars in. Why don't I use that money to start donating to the charities that I'm passionate about? Because then I can be doing something, you know, and I can fit it in even though I don't have enough time in my schedule. This is at least something I can do. So at the beginning of 2019, I switched gears, and um, I, I hadn't been putting myself in the videos. I mean, you see my feet. You know, my shoes are always in it. It's always a different pair of shoes, <laughs> always stilettos, because if I can do these in stilettos, you, anybody can do the project. Yeah. So... Um, my dog started appearing in the videos, and then we were, you know, letting everybody know that we're giving the proceeds to no-kill animal shelters and rescue organizations. So it really made me feel so much better that I was able to continue being involved and contributing to my passion even when I didn't have the time to do it. So, um, so it's been rewarding. I still do it, and um, it's been a lot of fun. I think it's so cool that you do that. And, you know, it is, it's really interesting that it just, it feels good to do good in business and it's, it's good for business. I mean, there's just such a wonderful hundred, what, 360, you know, kind of cycle there when you can do good in business and it really does come back full circle. So I think that's super cool. Re really quick, share with our listeners, like, what is the YouTube channel? Let's do it. I'll let you share it because I'm not going to get it right. Do it yourself. <laughs> sure. So, it's called On The Fly DIY. So I named it that because I figure these projects out as I go, but I edit them down so that way you're not seeing all my flubs and mess ups and it's just a, a less than five minute video, each one of different unique DIY projects. So On The Fly DIY on YouTube. 
Love it. And if our listeners, we may have listeners that are interested in reaching out to you. I know we've got a link to your website, Smart Smart Mouth Voiceovers, on our show page. But how do you, is there any other way you want people to connect with you if they're interested in reaching out to you and uh, contacting you? Yeah, the website's the best way, smartmouthvoiceovers.com or vickyliston.com, but they both point to the same place. Love it. I know I want our listeners to know that I've had some video meetings with you, and I always love it because there's your kind of your trophies and your awards in the back. And, you know, I know you are, like, recognized multiple times that you've been in the past as a national expert. I'm going to give the list that I know you gave me. New York Times, Today Show, MSN, Forbes, Family Handyman Magazine, my gosh, Apartment Therapy, House Beautiful, The Washington Post, my goodness. Like, what would could you share with listeners about, the kind of recognition and awards that you've received, like, well, I mean, again, not, I think so many women have such a hard time in self-promotion or showboating. And, you know, it, it, to women, it comes across, across as braggadocious, but, you know, you've done it so subtly as I've gotten to know you a little bit. And I'm really curious for you, like, how do you utilize some of the expertness and award-winning things that you've accomplished in your business and how do you kind of make that useful to you without feeling like you're being braggadocious about it because you so don't come across that way and yet you know you're all that and I'm just really curious how do you how do you do that (laughs) that you might be able to help our listeners like get your brag on but not in a braggadocious way no woman wants that right yes because I had to learn it too. I, I'm so embarrassed, and the trophies that are behind me, um, it was not my idea. I have a, a, had worked with a career strategist in Hollywood, and she said, no, put that shelf behind you, stick the trophies up there. And I had learned, probably the best thing I learned from her was you own it. It's not bragging, um, especially in Hollywood. You know, if they could give an award for the best sneeze, they would. Um, and that's <laughs> how they market to each other. What have you done? What are you currently doing? What are you on board for next? What have you What have you earned? What have you been awarded? So just own it. And, you know, you, you just come across as being matter-of-fact, and um, you're – you're telling other people what you bring to the table. If you don't do that, nobody's going to know that. So if they're looking for an award-winning voice and you have one, you've got an award-winning voice. I mean, you've done that. It's okay to say that. And just come across as very matter-of-fact and own it and tell them what you're bringing to help them with. So you're problem-solving their needs by explaining what you've got going for you. So I don't know if that helps. That's what no, I have I to do it. when I'm, you know, in my own head. But, yeah. I think what's really amazing, and I do want our listeners to hear, is what I think sets you apart from other people, just in any other woman I'm saying, Vicki, is that, you know, it's not about being humble pie and not, you know, showcasing your accomplishments and saying, you're right, whoever that – um, Hollywood person was that said you need to own it. It's like you should own it, right? If you've you've got accomplishments, you succeeded at things. It's like you know, act as if, which is a really sometimes tough place to be. But I love the thing that you said at the end as you were wrapping up, and you said you know, focus on how you can help or support or bring value to others because I think at the end of the day, 
that's what every small business owner needs to focus on, but I love that you own that. So we should come back and go how to brag in business without bragging. That should be a book out there, <laughs> but I love that. <laughs> yes. I love that, and I love what you're, yeah, and what you're sharing. So here's, we only got, a, like, seriously, like a minute or two left. I'm dying to know, because every business owner, I think as long as we've been in business, this is one of my favorite phrases, I know stuff, but I don't know everything. And yet I can tell you the thousands of things that I've had, not as mistakes, because that's my head. I don't believe I've made mistakes, but I've had a gazillion learning lessons. So I'm dying to know for you if you could share maybe just one or two as you kind of think back for yourself as a businesswoman and a small business owner and professional, what two most impactful learning lessons have really stood out to you over the years you've been in business that you could share with our listeners? Um, I think no pressure, one right? is just, yeah, right, exactly. Just come at it every single day. Um, it can be really hard, especially working from home. I'm here, I'm in my house with my dog and, you know, in pajama pants half the time when I'm on a Zoom call. It's really easy not to treat it as a business, but I've learned that if I don't come at it every day like in an office, like this is a business, then I'm not going to get the results. Um, so that's probably the first lesson learned. And then the second one is just not to be afraid to, to network. Um, I was terrified of networking when I first started. Um, I considered myself, you know, introverted and shy and used that excuse as a reason not to network. But um, even though I was putting myself out there via email or on the website or social media, those just don't have the impact that either an in-person meeting or even the Zoom meetings now. You know, you can definitely make a great connection on Zoom. And going mm -hmm. to those networking events and following up and creating that relationship, um, I don't ever go to a networking event thinking I'm going to book something right out of that networking event. I'm going there to find like-minded people to connect with and establish a relationship before I ever start thinking about, you know, ooh, are they going to book me or, you know, can I voice for them, something like that. So the more I look at, at networking as building relationships versus just, ooh, give me a lead, I need to book something, it takes the pressure off of me, and then the work comes very naturally and easily. But when I push at it, then it doesn't come. So to just be authentic and enjoy the networking process because that's when those sparks start between you and other people. I love that. That's really powerful. I'm gonna, I'd say drop the mic, but, you know, that's just too cheesy. Is it too cheesy <laughs> to say drop the mic? Bam, we're dropping um, the mic. Well, I, um, yeah, somebody like me that's like, oh, my gosh, you know how expensive that mic is? Don't drop the mic. <laughs> okay. So I maybe, yeah, that's cheesy. That's expensive cheesy is what we'll call that way. Oh, my gosh, you are amazing. Yes, yes. I want to have you back on our show. I mean, again, give Vicki a contact. Again, her website is Smart mouthvoiceovers.com. Reach out to her if you have questions, want to interact with her. Vicki, you're amazing. I want to say thank you for being my leading lady today because you're awesome and wonderful and award-winning, don't so forget. And I love how you <laughs> feature that. We're going to have you back again, I know. And welcome to CWI, by the way. But I want to give a also big shout-out to all of our listeners um, who are such loyal listeners. We are not only national in the USA, but we're an international show. And I'm excited to share that we are 
here every Monday at 9 a.m. Pacific time for live shows and Fridays at 2 p.m. Pacific time, which is where you're at today if you're listening. But exciting, you can also listen to our live shows as podcasts, which they're available on all the subscription networks, but specifically our most popular are Spotify, iHeartRadio, Amazon, uh, Apple, excuse me, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, um, and the list goes on and on. So I hope all of you get ready for a great weekend. Don't forget to use your voice, um, get your brag on, and be, like, authentic. Vicki, did I hit the highlights on that one? Because I think you really had some great advice to share. Anything I missed? Yeah, no, perfect, perfect. All right. You've been awesome. Have an awesome weekend, everybody, and remember, use your voice. Women Leading the Way is produced by Connected Women of Influence, the premier private membership organization where like-focused, business-to-business, executive and professional women connect, collaborate, and cultivate a vast network of high-level affiliations, resources, and professional relationships. For more information about Connected Women of Influence, please visit our website at connectedwomenofinfluence.com. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play The Godfather now at ChompaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. VDW Group, no purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. See terms and conditions, 18 plus.